Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks. I am Tam and he is Kenny and Renee is Renee, but Renee's not on the podcast, at least not yet. Renee's going to join us a little bit later because he's actually pulling a double shift. I believe he's actually working at the Veterans Hospital. So he will, or maybe he's doing a comedy show. I'm not sure. He just texted Kenny and I and said that he's running way behind. Not sure. Maybe he worked at the hospital and then he's actually doing a comedy show. Either way, he's not going to join us until later. I think he probably won't even chime in until it's time for some predictions. Kenny, what'd it do? Yo, what's going on, Tam? How are you? I'm doing most excellent, as I always say when Renee asks me that question. But today, you're asking, how was your weekend? Weekend was pretty solid. It was a pretty good weekend. I spent some time with with myself, of course, just chilling, playing some FIFA with some of my friends. So that was pretty fun. Don't get a chance to do that as often as I want to do to work and how everything goes sometimes. So it was fun to kick back this weekend, relax. Friday was much more relaxing because we didn't have any practice. We didn't have anything else to do after the evening. So I was pretty chill, pretty calm, nowhere near Renee's level of liveliness and turntness. So everything was pretty chill for me. How about you? My weekend was nice and chill as always. And I really don't remember much. Oh, I did go out. Was that Saturday or Friday night? But it was like, literally, I went out for like an hour and a half. Like I left my house at like 1045 and picked up a friend and we went out to see two female DJs DJ. So she's actually a DJ and she's new to the country, not just the city, but to the country. And she wanted to hear two DJs that I've known for a thousand years spin and they were spinning together. So I said, hey, let's jump in the car and go see them and dance for an hour and a half and bring it home. And literally we danced for an hour and a half and we brought it back home. That was, I believe, on Saturday. Sunday, I didn't even get dressed. I didn't go to the gym because I was preparing myself for Talladega, baby. But as you guys know, it was rained out. So that was the end of Talladega and the end of my Sunday. Well, my Sunday was nice and relaxing. I won't say it was the end of Sunday. But with that being said, let's jump into some NASCAR talk. By now, you all know the race started on Sunday and it finished on Monday. I'm not quite sure the stats, but I want to know, is that the first time that we've ever had a Talladega race start on a Sunday and end on a Monday? Does anybody know that? You know what? I'm not sure, actually. That's a good That's a good thought. I don't know if this is the only one that started on a Monday. I think they have before, but I'm not 100% sure. Maybe it has happened. I'm not sure for any of our stat people, and I guess I am the history person on this podcast, but that's one piece of history that I'm not aware of. It just seems as if Talladega is one of those places that we never experience rain. When we're in other places like a Michigan, I feel like it always rains. But Talladega, Alabama, not sure if we've experienced a rain delay where the race needed to start on a Sunday and end on a Monday. Without further ado, Kenny, I'm going to jump in the top 10. Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's do it. Does it even matter? It's Talladega. Everything happens. We had three big ones. 
And I mean three big ones because that, I mean, we're we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but Brendan Gong getting airborne like that and flipping in the air and landing on all four tires. And what's wild about it, he landed on all four tires facing the correct way. Okay, we're going to jump into that because I do want to talk about that. But for now, your top 10 at Talladega. Ryan Blaney won that race and I did not get the Ryans confused because Ryan Newman came in second and it was a photo finish race. Well, almost because Ryan Blaney beat Ryan Newman out by about, they said a foot, but I'm just going to make it a little bit more exciting and embellish a little bit. I'll say it was by seven inches. How about that? Denny Hamlin came in third. Eric Amarola came in fourth. Michael McDowell came in fifth. Is that Austin Dillon in six, because I remember those last two laps, they were like the battle of the brothers and they weren't talking about the Bush brothers because the Bush brothers definitely wasn't in the thick of it towards the end. But yes, Austin Dillon came in six. Corey LaJoy, am I reading my handwriting correct? Was Corey LaJoy in seventh place? Yes, indeed. Wow. Okay. And if you guys don't know, Corey LaJoy actually has a podcast. Make sure to check it out. And we're shouting it out because it's on none other than MRN Radio. And if you don't know, Kenny works for MRN. He actually works on that show. So give him a shout out by heading over to MRN.com and listening to the podcast. Chase Elliott, who day could have been done because he was involved in some early mayhem. He managed a top 10 finish with coming in eighth. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who was actually in front Battling for the lead, he actually managed the top 10 finish. He came in ninth, and Ty Dillon came in 10th. So the Dillon brothers both managed the top 10 finish. Some notables, and because it's that time of the year, our notables will be drivers who are in the playoffs or on the verge of not being in the playoffs. Joy Logano came in 11th, Kevin Harvick 17th. Kyle Busch, 19th, Clint Boyer, 23rd, Brad Keselowski, 25th, Martin Truex Jr., 26th, William Byron, 33rd, Alex Bowman, 37th, and Larson, 39th. Luckily, Larson is already headed to the round of eight. He secured his position in the next round of the playoffs by winning last week, so he was good. But the fact that he actually came in 39th, was it 39 drivers or 40 drivers in the race at Talladega? Yeah, so we had 40 drivers take on Talladega, so it was pretty crazy. He managed to almost come in dead last. Who was last? Who was the 40th driver? Spencer Boyd came home in 40th, and if you guys don't know, he actually won the truck race by quite a controversial way on Saturday afternoon after Johnny Sauter who moved his way down below the yellow line, which you all know you can't go down down there. You can't make a pass down there. If you do, it doesn't count. And so he did that. And at first, he was the one who won the race, but then NASCAR reviewed it, called it back, and Spencer Boyd ended up getting his first win in NASCAR in any of the top three national series. So that was a huge day for him and that small team. And ironically, Ryan Blaney also dipped below the line at Talladega. However, in Ryan as in Ryan Blaney's situation, it was Ryan Newman who bumped him a little bit, who caused him to go below the line. So NASCAR looked the other way. Now, there was a tweet or two or three or four that was kind of stirring up the pot. And they were like, basically, Blaney went underneath the line. But NASCAR is not going to pull that back. We all know that. Yeah, I thought when that happened, I knew automatically because what had happened on Saturday, 
people were going crazy because people on, on Saturday thought, oh, man, he went below the yellow line. Are they going to make the call? Because in in the history of the call, it seems like it either gets called or it doesn't. And sometimes it seems like that's been on NASCAR's judgment. I've witnessed this in person with Justin Haley at Daytona in the Xfinity race. They said he went below the yellow line and they gave that race to Kyle Larson during that summer. Then, of course, we had Saturday with Talladega, just like I explained about the Spencer Boyd and Johnny Sauter situation where that happened. Now, when I saw it all un- unfold, I'm thinking to myself, this call is probably going to get reviewed, if anything. But because he got forced down below, I don't think there was an issue. And I think he had already had his position based on NASCAR's timing and scoring, which is also another thing that people don't understand is that the transmitter is set for where that car is. That's what NASCAR sees. While we're watching it on TV and then we watch it in slow-mo and we look at all these different replays, it may look a little bit different in some situations, like with this one. But I thought automatically that he got pushed down and there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it and he was going to take home that win. But a fun finish, though. An absolutely fun finish. It really was. I will say I have one gripe about the race. You want to know what it was? Mm, Let's see. I hated the fact that the last few laps were wasted under caution. That's always a touchy subject with me. But, you know, when we had the third and the last big one, I believe we were at 10 laps to go. And then when we came back from underneath red, we only had two laps to go. And I'm like, man, I want to see the rest of the race. I want to see them run all nine or 10 laps at Talladega. Now, granted, we already know it would have been wrecked field, but still, I... (laughs) That is like my biggest pet peeve is that we let the laps diminish under caution. I understand that because a lot of people have the same exact gripe as you do. So you're not alone in in that case when we're talking about spending so many laps under caution. Because you know what? I was sitting there thinking to myself, looking at it. I'm like, man, we are really racking up the caution laps. And like it just kept staying. And I'm like, okay, so... We stopped the race for one. We stopped it for that reason. So I'm thinking already that this shouldn't be long if they red flag it and we should go back to green probably with like 17 or 18 laps to go. That was my guess because they red flagged it. But lo and behold, we didn't exactly get that. So I wish we could have gotten more out of it. Now, yes, there was the omnia thought of the fact that we could have gotten way more cars crashed already, even though we had plenty of them wrecked already. And as a matter of fact, there were only a few cars that got untouched with any type of issue all day. The double zero Landon Castle, Austin Dillon, Ryan Newman didn't have any issues, Eric Amarola, Ty Dillon, Ross Chastain, and can't remember who's in the 27. I believe it is Reed Sorison this weekend, but they didn't get touched at all this weekend. So that was weird. But yeah, I wish we could have got that one underway a little bit quicker. And for those who want an update, because we gave you the top 10 as well as the notables, but did not give you the playoff picture update. If you were keeping count, only three of the playoff drivers finished in the top 10, which is not a great sign for those who are looking to advance to the round of eight. And as it stands now, Larson and Blaney have secured a spot in the round of eight because they both have won. Hamlin is in third, Truex Jr. fourth, Kyle Busch fifth, Harvick sixth, Brad Kozlowski seventh, and Joy Logano eighth. If the playoffs started today, those eight drivers would be advancing. Who's on the bubble and may not make it to the round of eight include Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Clint Boyer, and Baby Byron, as in William Byron. 
I am a little disappointed in Clint Boyer because, boy, Clint was in the front. He won a stage. I was happy. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then what happened? He ended up getting stuck on the, was it, I don't even know how to explain it. Yes. So he got stuck on the embankment. For my fans out there who play NASCAR Heat, that is the only place you can even do that. At least that's what I thought until he got stuck on the embankment. I've never seen anything like that happen in real life. That was the strangest thing. And that pretty much killed his day. He went down three laps following trying to get himself unstuck out of the out of turn three because his car the way his car was set, the rear of the car was stuck on the embankment while the front of the car was stuck on the ground, so he couldn't move the car. It was a weird, weird situation. Feel bad for him because Coming into this race, he's had top 10s back-to-back races, and now he's got this on his belt. So that's kind of unfortunate on his behalf because I feel like he's had a good playoff so far, minus this one and minus Las Vegas. Other than that, he's had a really solid playoff so far. But it seems like now heading to Kansas, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to make it into the next round. Kenny, let me ask you this, because Kenny worked at Talladega. He did an internship at Talladega before he got his big boy job at MRN. What is the embankment at Talladega? I believe it is 36 degrees, if I'm not mistaken. It's the steepest in NASCAR besides Bristol. And I was going to ask you, we're on the same page, because my next question was, how is the embankment at Bristol? And the reason why I asked is because clearly, as you guys know, Talladega is one of my favorite tracks. I've been to both tracks. And I remember when I was at Bristol, because have you been to Bristol, Kenny? I actually have not. Okay, so you cross the track to come in and out if you're parked in a certain lot. It's kind of crazy. I I don't know how to explain it. But I remember crossing two or three times, and I was like, it wasn't bad going in to go into the infield or, you know, to pit road, however you want to say it. But to go up and out the track, I was like, oh, my God, this is steep. Yeah, so I I guess I can kind of see how Clint got stuck, but it's just weird. It was like really some Clint Boyer type crap. He's the only person that would happen to. Has it ever happened? That's another history question. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. That is peak Monday. But just to correct myself, in turns one and two, it's 33 degrees of banking. In three and four, it is 32.4. So roughly 33 all the way around, basically. And then for Bristol, since you said you've actually been to Bristol, it is 24 degrees at the bottom. And and since the way they made the track again, it's 28 degrees progressively as you go up. So it's a pretty steep climb. I've walked on Talladega and it's pretty steep. It's hard to stand. (laughs) I will say that it's very hard to stand, but still a super cool track and a weird deal for Clint Boyer. Really unfortunate for him because he had a good day going like you were talking about. Like I said, only something like that would happen to Clint Boyer. Where are we at? Oh, I do want to talk about Brendan Gons flip. Well, I guess I already talked about it, but I just thought it was wild. And that guy's such a trooper. I I shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it on the podcast. I think when you just have a few money the way Brendan has, you're just always happy because he came out the medical center happy. He was happier than happy. Like he was just like, (laughs) oh, yeah. (laughs) And Ryan Newman, side note, he had a great sense of humor, too, because he cracked a joke. Something to the effect of they spent $50 million to redo Talladega, but he would have gladly given 
the people who redid the track fifty dollars to move the starting line a little bit so that way he could have crossed it first <laughs> so i actually thought that was funny ryan newman has that dry sense of humor so you either get it or you don't but it's always funny when you have that aha moment like oh now i get it so i thought that was interesting but yeah, Brendan was just such a trooper considering like you flipped, you were airborne. And I mean, it was just wild the way it unfolded. And not that we haven't seen any airborne flips like that, but that one was actually just kind of wild. I don't want to use the word cool because there's nothing cool about going airborne and potentially getting hurt. But it definitely was pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, so that crash was unreal. Watching it develop was the crazy thing. And then watching that replay without sound, I thought it was insane. Just the raw sheer sound of a bunch of cars crashing at the same time. And then you got one just flipping in the air like how he did. And the fact that he landed on all four itself was crazy in the right direction and everything. It was so weird. But like you said, he laughed out the infield care center very casually so hey at least he's good i'm glad everybody came out of that crash good because it was a pretty wild one at dega yeah it definitely was so much happened at dega between the the big three but you know what on a side note there's nothing going on in nascar and i say that every week we give you guys an update with all the nascar news we try to look for the stories that haven't been covered There's nothing going on in NASCAR for once. There's nothing bad going on, nothing good going on. It's just all about the playoffs. We don't really have much to talk about in that respect, but what we will talk about, and I don't know if it's time for predictions or a fan comment of the week, but what we will talk about is some of the polls that we ran on our Twitter page. And if you don't know, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram, and our username is TurnsNoBreaks again. All Turns No Breaks is on Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram as an Instagram. And our user is Turns No Breaks. And while I'm at it, if you haven't hit subscribe, make sure to hit subscribe to the podcast. That way you are notified whenever we have a live update. You have no excuse because whether you're on an iPhone, an Android, a flip phone on your computer, your iPhone, whatever, we're there. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. Google Podcasts, and of course, Apple Podcasts. We're every place. We're on so so many places. If you Google all turns up breaks, I promise you, we'll come up. You'll find us. And when in doubt, you can head over to allturnsnobreaks.com to the website. Okay, so let's talk about the polls that we ran on the Twitter. Well, oh, you know what? Speaking of a race starting on Saturday and finishing on Sunday, the F1 race Qualifying was canceled because there was a typhoon in Japan. So qualifying as well as the race for the Formula One Japanese Grand Prix was both held on Sunday. And there was the IMSA race as well as the, what else happened? Oh, the the Moto Le Mans. Yeah, we had a jam-packed weekend of racing. Yes, we did. It was Talladega. Formula One, V8 Supercars at Bathurst, IMSA closed out their season at Road Atlanta, Petit Le Mans, and Formula One. Of course, we have to close out the week in a weird way with Talladega instead of on Sunday. We did it on Monday. Yeah, it was action-packed. I mean, so much so, your boy Juan Pablo Montoya was actually racing, and it made us kind of wonder. So we threw a question on Twitter and asked simply, random, does anyone miss Juan Pablo Montoya in a NASCAR cup car. 
40% said sure do. 34% said hell no. And 26% said why. So I guess when you add the hell no's and the why's up, overwhelmingly <laughs> people are like uh, negative. So nobody's really missing Pablo. Okay. We also posted who's ready for Talladega. Where will you be watching the race? And we posted that on the day of the race because we were just curious since most people work on Monday. 63% said they were going to watch on TV. 13% said on their computer. 2% said they were going to listen to the radio. And 22% said they were going to watch it on their mobile phone. What else did we ask? We had a lot of questions that we asked on the Twitter. We also asked people during the race. Are you enjoying the Monday race at Talladega so far? Hashtag NASCAR playoffs. 91% said hell to the year. 9% said meh. I want to know who was those 9%. Kenny? I do too. Explain to me. I'm confused. I, I am confused. I don't know what more you could have asked for. And now we're actually done with all plate racing for the year. Or super speedway racing since they're on the taper spacer now. Forgive me. But I think they have finally equalized that package to a point where it is fun as can be. You didn't have a moment, really, where it just stayed single file like it used to be, where everyone would just go to the top and it would just be a conga line and it was follow the leader. Talladega had 46 lead changes. I am not sure what more you could have wanted. Every single manufacturer, speaking of that, with the whole controversy with you know them working together and everything, Guess what? Every single one of them led at least one lap at Talladega. So that was pretty cool. The race was great. Guys mixed it up all day long. Nobody stayed at the front for most of the race. Everyone was just kind of mixed together. It was fun stuff. Obviously, you got you really paid for it if you blocked. If you blocked, you saw what happened to someone like Alex Bowman. It does not work that way. But other than that, you had guys mix it up constantly. The race was pretty fun. And who in the right mind couldn't have liked that finish? That 9% had to have liked that, at least. I mean, come on. It was crazy. We haven't had a, a nose-to-nose finish like that in quite some time. It was a pretty crazy one to me. Well, speaking of nose-to-nose, there was a lot of conversation about the Chevys and their nose. And also, I wanted to mention, I loved when. Clint Boyer was pushing Joey Logano. Oh, yeah. I was like, yes, this is what I'm talking about because that's Clint Boyer right there. That was the thing I left out. And not saying that anybody else couldn't do it, but Clint did it well. Exactly. The tandem racing that everyone says they want it back. We got some glimpses of it because when Clint and Logano got together, because when those two started pushing each other, you could see it work. So clearly it can still actually happen once you get those two bumpers together and y'all keep going. And whoever switches out, obviously, to keep the engine cool, it can work. I thought it could work. It was pretty cool to see it again because people have always been talking about that ever since they changed it back from 2011. Once they changed it, people are like, ah, man, you know, I miss it. And you got a glimpse of it. So maybe those 9% wanted tandem racing. They got a little bit of it, but I still thought it was a really, really fun race. One of my favorite Talladega races in memory. I'll definitely can go down and say that. But Kenny, here's a question for you. Did it work because it was four to four? Because if you remember, there was a lot of conversation about the Chevys, not because the way they are built. I'm not sure, actually. Their noses are a little bit different compared to everybody else's. So maybe that may not be able to happen with Chevy because of the way the nose of the Camaro is, possibly. But 
it was still fun. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. Well, I loved it. And Renee is going to join us for some predictions because it is time for some predictions. It's time for Tim and Renee's race predictions. What did you think about Talladega first and who you got for Kansas? Hey, Tam. Hey, Kenny. As Tam knew that I was uh, working a double today, working a double shift actually at two different hospitals today. I had to go from one hospital, work one long shift, go to another hospital uh, up the freeway and do another shift over there. I'll be honest with you, I'm uh, completely exhausted. I've been up since five o'clock this morning. It is now after midnight here and I have to be back at the hospital at 6 a.m. and working another regular eight, nine hour shift. So needless to say, let's just go and just get into Talladega. I mean, wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It looks like we pretty much had everything in in this particular race. What can you say? Ryan Blaney comes out with the W and I like the headline, spin on Sunday, win on Monday. That, that, That was pretty neat. Congratulations to Ryan Blaney and his team, man. Uh, he pulled that out from Ryan Newman's, and I mean, just by inches. Ryan Newman took it pretty cool, I thought. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody wants to win, and but when you lose like that close, boy, that that's tough to swallow. And sure, he's out of the playoff race, but uh, I, I know that that would have been nice for him and his team to win and go out at least with a W on top. I mean, those wrecks were just unbelievable, and I know Talladega... It's Talladega, and it's so unpredictable because it is Talladega. But those were some terrifying wrecks. I mean, cars going upside down, landing on one another. I mean, uh, smoke and fire. It, it just it took out a lot of the uh, playoff guys. I'm just glad that my boy uh, Denny Hamlin, the number 11, is still in it. And I, I think that I'm still going to root for this guy. And I... I mean, he's still there, so um, I, I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But what I want to say real quick about Ryan Blaney is, other than you know the fantastic finish that he had and the fantastic win at Talladega, I'm going to say I thought that was pretty special about how instead of doing the burnout, he went and and gave that checkered flag to that kid. Man, that, that, I thought that was pretty dope, you guys. It seems like we're we're seeing a little bit different things, you know, even with Chase Elliott. And what he did when he won, I mean, it was still a burnout, but to go back to the same place where you wrecked earlier, we're seeing some pretty special things from uh, some of the drivers that are winning these races. In any case, with that being said, I thought it was one heck of a race. I mean, how could you not like that race? Withstanding all the wrecks and stuff like that and all the cautions and whatnot, let's be honest, that's what NASCAR fans kind of like. In a, in a sense of not in a bad way, like I said. Because you don't want to see drivers get hurt. You don't want to see drivers in a position where it could be something really, really unfortunate. And that's not what we want as NASCAR fans. But it does bring, I guess, uh, traffic to the sport. And and that's unfortunate. But I was just glad that, that all the drivers that were in all the wrecks at Talladega are okay. And let's hope that everybody just comes out with no injuries uh, later on down the line or anything like that. So I was very happy that everybody was okay, at least so far, that we have heard and have not heard. In any case, let's go to some predictions, you guys. We are at Kansas, and I know I keep saying I'm going to stick with my guy, Denny Hamlin, but I'm going to go out on a limb here real quick, you guys. I'm looking for Ryan Blaney to come back and double it up in Kansas. I can see Ryan Blaney in the winner's circle with the checkered flag, 
I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney to double it up this time in Kansas. I think Ryan Blaney is going to come back and win again. I can totally see him winning the checkered flag. And for my alternative pick, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson as my alternative pick. And I'm going to stick with Ryan Blaney to double it up in Kansas. So uh, those are my picks, you guys. I'm sticking with them. And hopefully next week, I'll be able to be back on track with you guys on the podcast. I miss you guys, and I miss all the fans there of All Turns No Breaks, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in to hear us each and every week. Kind of sad that the, the season is coming to an end, but uh, I can speak for Tammy and Kenny. We're probably glad that it's almost coming to an end because we're tired. We're exhausted. In any case, you guys, have a good week. Stay positive. Stay productive. And I'll see you guys next week with Tammy and Kenny here on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. Okay, Kenny, who you got for Kansas? So we're rolling back to Kansas for the second time this season. So in May, Brad Keselowski had one, which is a pretty, pretty fun race. But I'm not going with him. My main pick is actually going to be the fall 2018 winner. I'm going with Chase Elliott to take home a win and get himself into the next round of the playoffs. As for my alternative pick, I'm actually going to go with someone who's won here not too long ago, and that would be Kevin Harvick. So those are my picks. How about you, Miss Tam? I'm not giving you a history lesson. Because I feel like it does not matter. We have 12 drivers that are desperate to make it to the next round. And not like it's not like this every year. But there's no reason to look back into history. Let's be current and look at what's going on today and tomorrow. So on that note, I'm just going to pick my winners at random. I'm not looking at who won, who might have, should have, could have, would have, what have you. What I am going to look at. This week for my predictions is who's desperate. And I think that Chase, Alex, and Clint are desperate. And granted, Alex, Chase, Clint, and William Byron are on the cutoff. But I'm not quite sure if Byron has it in him yet to go deep down and do what he needs to do to get through. So I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin as my alternative because Denny is my pick to win the championship and Denny is quietly always in the mix. So Denny is my alternative. I'm going to go with Alex Bowman for the win. And we already picked our eight drivers for the round of eight, if I'm not mistaken. But if we haven't, oh, well, we'll just find out like everybody else next week. On that note, I'm going with Denny Hamlin as my alternative and Alex Bowman as my winner at Kansas. And for his second win of the season, second playoff win in Cup Series, and a chance to go into the round of eight. Those are my picks. Those are Renee's picks. Those are Kenny's picks. And yes, Renee usually closes out the show, but I'm going to do it since I did the opening. It's only right. Thank you for tuning in to All Turns No Breaks. We appreciate you. And you already know you can subscribe to us because I already told you where, and you already know where we're at on social. But just a reminder, Turns No Breaks is on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And the podcast is wherever you listen to podcasts. So just hit the subscribe button. And if you're feeling good about it, leave us a comment. So for myself, oh, I was going to say for myself, Tam and Kenny, but I guess I am Tam. (laughs) For myself, for Renee, and Mr. Front Row Kenny, peace. Bye-bye. See y'all. Stack those pennies, Corey. Seventh place, my man. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 